0: As far as the trading goes, it's going very well. You know, when I reflect, I can see the the enormous amount of growth that I had from when I first started uh, diving into this. As far as strategy, I'm pretty much the one I'm using is the one I've been using for, I want to say over a year now. You know, the Camarilla pivot strategy, I never uh, walked away from that. It works. It got a statistical edge. The only thing that has changed is that I became more uh, consistent in my execution. Basically, I wrote algorithms. So uh, that's pretty much what I do. I got a algorithm that I run to execute my trades and manage them. So that that takes a big part of the psychology out of trading for me, you know, as part of my psychological risk management, you know, because you want to reduce any risk as much as possible in trading and you you have psychological risk you have uh, technological risk you have account risk so my biggest thing is risk management man trading is all about having an edge focusing on process and managing your risk if you had to if you have to consolidate what trading is into three groups that's all it is your edge, your process and managing your risk. That's it. That's where a lot of traders, I I think, you know, that's where a lot of people um, sabotage themselves with trading. I mean, there's a few areas, but I I think a lot of it comes down to risk management. And again, it's, it's not all about risk per trade. I mean, for example, technological risk is having a decent, um, decent hardware that you can execute your trades on and manage them, and then having a backup for that. You know, basically having a good computer, good internet connection, and then uh, procedures in place. Uh, what if a computer breaks down or what? Whatever, you know what I'm saying. That's technological. As far as psychological risk management, you already know how that is. Sometimes you want to move the stop loss. Sometimes you want to take profits because you feel like it's going to reverse on you. Or sometimes you want to cut the trade because just it doesn't look right, you know. And um, those things lead to a lot of sabotage in in your trading. Because here's the thing. When you, first off, the only way you're really going to find if you have an edge is by backtesting. I don't know how anybody else is going to find out if they truly have an edge without backtesting. Me personally, I don't believe that anybody can find out if they have an edge without backtesting. They may believe they have an edge, but I, I, you know, in order to really prove you have an edge, you have to backtest. So basically, if you, you know, for people that think they have an edge, what they have to do is develop rules on how they're going to execute according to that edge. Uh, let's say five-minute opening range breakout. Maybe the person says, okay, at 9.30, I'm going to wait till the first five-minute um, candle develops and maybe uh, you know maybe part of my parameters is the top wick cannot be no more than 10 percent of the of the range of that candle the bottom you know for a long position the bottom of the wick cannot be more than 40 percent of the range of that candle volume has to be average and or above average candle has to be at the vwap or slightly above it not extended and it once this candle finishes and that's the way it develops then i immediately jump in on the next candle stop loss behind the first candle and i'm looking for two r's or what have you if that's your edge if you believe every time you trade that five minute opening range breakout with those rules in place that you're that most of the time you're gonna have a good hit rate or maybe You don't have that much of a good hit rate but you know on this type of strategy you're getting like three four five r's at a time that it makes up and maybe your hit rate is only 40 50 but because you're getting high r's on every hit you do get it makes up for that if you believe that you have this edge then what you do is you go as far back in your platform as you have data for you know go trading view or whatever and if it could provide up to a year's worth of that information Okay, you go back a year. Like, let's say, you know, this is, uh, we're in February now, so I'm gonna go to February 1st, 2023, and I'm gonna look at the charts, and I'm gonna test that strategy out every single day for a whole year. Now, yeah, it takes time. You know, there's times I back-tested and it took me days to complete a back-test. And in those days, I will spend hours behind the computer every day. I mean, there's times that it's like that. And then what you do is, You back test your strategy with those specific rules. You never never cheat yourself on the rules. That back test has to be strictly according to those rules. And you compile the data. You know, you compile, okay, how much of a hit rate? Did I, you know, maybe you had a 60% hit rate, 75% hit rate. Okay. And not only that, you write some notes down during that back test of of anything that you saw about the back testing that, that may concern you. Okay? And let's say at the end you backtested, and let's say you have a 75% hit rate. On average, you were getting one and a half Rs. Let's say that that's what it is. So now you know that because you backtested a whole year, there's a high probability of maintaining a 75% hit rate with that strategy. Okay. And there's a high probability of you getting one and a half Rs over that. So basically, now you know you have an edge. You have a statistical edge okay the data has told you that over the past year it performed like that now sometimes markets change and stuff but this is the stuff you have to rely on in order to go and execute that strategy properly you know that's the only data that you, that you have to rely on, on on what the history has told us about the strategy so now because you have that strategy now you put it into a system Okay, you got the edge now you got the strategy. You got the rules developed now. You've got to put into a system Okay, how much are you gonna risk per trade? Um around how many consecutive losses can you expect with that type of strategy? You know when you were back testing, did you get like 10 losers in a row? Did you get five losers in a row? Maybe you only got two in a row So that gives you an idea of how much risk per trade you're gonna do you should always allow yourself You know quadruple the room In the event that you have consecutive losers because they're gonna happen They're gonna happen losing is just part of trading and what the the name of the game is stay in the game Now if you go with risk too high you blow up your account So you got to develop certain risk parameters that are gonna keep you in the game That's the whole thing and to to lessen the drawdown Okay of your account because drawdowns happen. That's just part of trading just part of trading drawdowns happen so you develop your risk parameters risk per trade maximum account uh drawdown soft breach drawdown you know all those procedures and you know for each rule you're gonna for each uh parameter you're gonna write down what are the procedures what's gonna happen when you do hit that five percent um soft breach drawdown what's gonna happen you know when the risk per trade is done are you just gonna do one trade two trades a day okay time of the day that you're gonna trade this You know, what security are you gonna trade it on? What security reacts best to this strategy? So you're gonna put all this in a system, okay? Including the broker that you're gonna trade with, including the platform that you're gonna trade on, including knowing how to place the orders. You know, like uh, for example, you had said that you made a little mistake when you placed that order you didn't know was pending. Um, One of the things that I always do that I have always done is on my screen I will always have that window with the positions and orders up because before I ever exit out the platform I always make sure there's no pending order no position open or anything like that Well, that's part of risk management. It's, It's protecting your account You know, so you put everything into a system right now. You got your system. You got your edge You got your strategy you got your risk management uh parameters in place you got everything in place the only thing that could up now is your execution because when you start executing you start getting into that trade and you want to get out early because you see some profits and you just feel like it's going to turn around on you or uh you know what have you you just messed up your statistical edge now, your execution isn't going along the lines of the data that you compiled, so you can't expect the same results. You can't expect the same results off your back test if you go changing up your your, uh, your execution and management of that trade. You have to, if it's going to stop you out after going into profits, you have to allow it to do that. Because if you just allow the trade, once you execute it, if you just allow it to just Do what it's supposed to do. Even if it stops you out, even if you take a loss a day, if you just allow it to do what it's supposed to do over a series of trades, you'll end up profitable because you're going along the lines of a system that you develop using using a statistical edge. Because let let's let us let us say you take some profits off the table early and it does reverse and you and you feel good. You say, good thing I took I got out of that trade. I took some profits off the table before it reversed. Now you just effed up all the data. Even though you took profits, now you've added psychological risk into your system. And that psychological risk is now every time you see you going into profits and you just have that feeling in your stomach, it's gonna reverse. Now you're gonna take profits. And and you're gonna do that. Just to see the price action go even more higher where you could could have could have collected more profits And that messes up everything in the system. It throws all the data off you see So basically that's why I developed algorithms as as part of managing my risk and now it makes trading a lot easier I could let the out. I let the algos go. There's times. I was at work and made money You know, so it's a beautiful thing because one of my things also was how do I trade if I'm stuck at work all the time well? Algos was the answer to my question. You know, I taught my wife how to enter some information in the algos that the algo needs from time to time. And uh it's very easy. It takes her five minutes to do it, and she monitors that and makes sure the algos keep on going. It's that simple. So basically I have everything kind of an autopilot, you could say. It just takes time. You can't force the market to give you a whole bunch of money at once. And if you increase your risk too much, now uh you you, you know, the account might freaking blow up. It might not last that long. You might not be able to stay in the game that long. So you just have to develop risk parameters that are good enough and not too aggressive for it, for your account, you know, and, uh, just give it time. You know, it's like, um, kind of like throwing your money into a long-term investment. You know, if you throw some money into the S and P right now, it's not like tomorrow you're going to get rich off of it, but you leave it in there and within time you'll get a good return hopefully you know so um i'm also able to adapt with changing market conditions because i can't say that the dollar yen is always going to react this good to the camaria pivots i mean for the past few years it has but something could change you know maybe some institution comes along the way and they start trading a different system and now you know maybe cause more volatility in the dollar yen or it doesn't react the same way around the pivots you know whatever I'm able to go in there and find new securities to trade and develop strategies with, with my Camarilla pivot strategy. Cause my cam- I have basically a baseline Camarilla pivot strategy. I call my blueprint. I don't trade the same exact parameters on every security because every security is a little different. Like, for example, gold. I trade gold also. But I use that strategy. But for example, like, let's say, um, you know, I might take on the dollar and i take 50 percent profit off the table on the first profit taker whereas we we, oh okay i'll give you an example the japanese futures market i trade that too i know with gdp whenever that gdp announcement is made this thing goes way past the sixth pivot every single time for the past few years it's done that so i can say to myself okay i'm not going to take profit at the fifth pivot i'm gonna i'm gonna freaking take profit The first profit take will be at the sixth pivot and then i'll trail the rest you know but it's still the same strategy because i'm entering at the same places a stop loss is at the same places i just may take profits at a different place depending on what the statistical data is telling me so i use you know i got that blueprint there's also another strategy that i'm developing an algo for which is called the defining range a lot of institutional traders actually use this um this uh, this parameter, in order to base their trades, which I've been back testing a lot, there's statistical edge in it, and it's basically playing the breakouts to happen off of a defining range, and uh, there's three defining ranges a day: the regular market defining range, overnight, and uh, after hours. So, develop an algo for that, and uh, that's pretty much it, man. You know, but it's all about process. You know, it's all about process, managing your risk, and just executing every single time, man. You know, but um, I do got a website up now. What I'd like to start doing is mentoring people. You know, it's mostly in the Masajid. You know, I've had a few uh, brothers, you know, Muslims have come up to me asking me about trading. So I'm developing a little uh, platform now. It'll probably include podcasts and stuff like that. it's just gonna be a website full of resources it's not really to make money it's just a way of me trying to kind of give back because uh i'm just tired of seeing all these people charging crazy amounts of money for courses and stuff and most of the time their courses are garbage there's a lot of people who are trying to figure out trading to make their lifestyle better not to become rich but just extra money and you know the massage that I go to have asked me to do a workshop. So I was just putting something together and I'll probably be putting um, a lot of resources on that website. And I want to give people a glimpse into what trading is just so that way people see the reality. That's not easy. It's, it's very, very hard. You know, it, it may be e- Once you get it down and you're doing everything the way you're supposed to, it it becomes easy. You know, it becomes, because I, I look at it like now it's easy for me but at first it's not easy especially when you have all the pollution and garbage that you do on the internet trying to make it look as though it's easy with these stupid people on youtube driving their lamborghinis and shit like that you know oh try this strategy and you'll make you know make a thousand percent so i'd just like to have a website and some podcasts and, and resources on that website and again let people know this is not easy you you'll dis you could destroy your life and freaking lose your life savings by doing this, you know. And try to point people in the right direction as far as what to do in order to trade the market properly, you know. So that's basically what I'm doing right now. My main objective is just to uh, what do you call it? just build a a regular broker account because I don't know how long these prop firms are gonna be around. Um, U.S. regulators are already trying to figure out a way to shut them down because they don't like them because they're trading CFDs Which are technically illegal in America, but there's like little loopholes that they're using to trade them So uh, I'm trying to take advantage of the opportunity before it goes There is a big opportunity these non-traditional prop firms People are, you know, the real traders out there making a killing With these uh, non-traditional prop firms So that's what I'm doing with that and then, uh, again, save up money for a personal broker account with at least a million in it. So that way, once the prof firms do disappear, at least I can still trade. The only thing I got to look for is a place that's easy to get dual citizenship that uh, allows me to go with, with uh, different regulated brokers that allow me to hedge positions in the market. So I'm just trying to find a way to bypass these stupid American laws. You know, that's it. I would imagine that, you know, as I make more money, I would like to find ways to park my money, whether it be real estate or what. I haven't I have never blown a prop firm account. I've had them for months now. You know, I'm just growing them conservatively, because I'm not trying to do like other people do. Cause the prop firms, they want you to go in full risk. They want you to blow up their account so they could keep your audition fee and then you sign up again. But uh, you know, I go in with conservative risk, growing it slowly. And uh, everything's good with it, man.